0: to say that uh, this afternoon at one o'clock, we'll be having a special prayer time. We will have the praise and worship as normal. I think there's a banner about that, the afternoon service, if there is, put it up behind me. Um, And uh, then we will spend time praying, and we will just look a little bit at what the Bible says, and then we will be praying for our nation, uh, praying for our neighborhoods, and we will believe the Holy Spirit will guide and direct us in our prayer, all right? So we welcome you to be a part of that, and especially if you don't enjoy prayer meetings. You know, some people say, oh, I just, I get." our prayer meetings are especially for you who don't enjoy it, <laughs> all right? If you're not good at prayer, then come to our prayer meeting because you'll enjoy them, all right? Well, I just want to say that, uh, are we on Facebook Live? Now give me a wave if we are on. Okay, we're still not on there. All right. I'm waiting. Just go on. Are we on right now? Okay. Well, let's give our Facebook Live audience a good welcome. Can we do that here from the Toronto (laughs) Celebration Church? And uh, wherever in the world somebody is watching, I want to say happy Canadian Thanksgiving. And uh, because here in Canada, for our friends in the excited states south of the border, uh, I know it's the United, but I say excited uh, 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 because sometimes their thing seems more exciting than ours. Uh, we are celebrating Thanksgiving early, and I know it comes to the United States later. So, happy Thank- Canadian Thanksgiving to everybody. And so, I have uh, promised to teach on a special subject that is very unusual and different what I normally do. It's simply called Canada Decides Christians and the Government. Now I HAVE NEVER IN MY WHOLE LIFE THOUGHT THAT A SERMON TITLE COULD CAUSE SO MUCH TROUBLE. I MEAN, ON SOCIAL MEDIA, WE OFTEN GET TENS OF THOUSANDS OF VIEWS ON OUR VIDEOS, BUT THIS WASN'T A VIDEO. IT WAS A SIMPLE SERMON TITLE. I THOUGHT IT WAS APPROPRIATE. AT CHRISTMAS, WE TALK ABOUT HOW CHRIST WAS BORN, RIGHT? (laughs) AT EASTER, WE TALK ABOUT THE RESURRECTION. WE HAVE AN ELECTION TIME. WHY NOT TALK ABOUT what CHRISTIANS SHOULD EXPECT FROM THE GOVERNMENT AND THE GOVERNMENT FROM CHRISTIANS. WHAT A MORE APPROPRIATE TIME TO DO THAT AND BE THANKFUL FOR OUR COUNTRY AND THE FREEDOM WE HAVE. WELL, I have, I'VE NEVER SEEN ANYTHING LIKE IT. I'VE HAD OVER 2,000 INTERACTIONS FOR A SIMPLE SERMON TITLE. I DON'T KNOW, SOME You know, the other day, Dean Morris, who is now in Indonesia, he's setting up some campaigns there and working on a Bible school campus and holding a campaign himself. He came to me Wednesday and said, Oh, Pastor Peter, so you wouldn't believe the response we're having on social media. He said, I deleted some of them. I said, You did what? Well, they were just, you know, blankety blank, blankety blank, blankety blank. I said, No, no. I said, Let the people say what they want. I said, Really? And then he said, Look at this one. So I said, Well, uh, somebody had written, I think they were trying to see how many F words they could get into one sentence. I said, Okay, hide that one. But in general, there's lots of them left. Let people say what they want. You know, some people say, Well, social media has made people, you know, act really strange and evil. I I think nothing has changed. Social media just gave a platform of what was already there, you know. And so it's good. Let it all come out. And then, of course, many people. Are saying all kinds of things. I think the most sensible uh, thing I read, I d- couldn't read it all because I can't uh, check up on that many. Somebody said, wait till the man speaks. <laughs> you know, let him speak first and we'll see. <laughs> you know. So for those of you who are tuned in, uh, some, some people wanted to kill me over this. You should be dead. Thank God I brought DeGondas here. He's my security guard. I don't know, I hope he's here somewhere. I said, you never know who's going to show up, but you look pretty peaceful here today. So uh, are, you, are you all right? Everybody's doing okay? So we're going to look at what the Bible says. Now, for, if you expect me to endorse a candidate or a political party, you're going to be disappointed. First of all, I don't want to endorse any political party or any candidate. You know, IN OUR CHURCH, WE HAVE PEOPLE OF ALL POLITICAL PARTIES. IN FACT, USUALLY DURING AN ELECTION, WE HAVE DIFFERENT PEOPLE RUNNING FOR OFFICE FROM DIFFERENT PARTIES COME AND THEY STAND ON THE PLATFORM HERE AND THIS TIME, NATHAN AND I DISCUSSED IT A MONTH AND A HALF AGO We SAID, WELL, WE DON'T SEE A POINT OF IT THIS TIME, SO IT'S NOTHING SPECIAL ABOUT THAT, BUT uh, WE we WELCOME EVERYBODY. SECONDLY, CRA DOESN'T ALLOW FOR A CHARITY TO uh, ENDORSE ANY CANDIDATE OR POLITICAL PARTY. And, uh, you know, my mama didn't raise a stupid boy, so I know what I want to do and not do here. (laughs) I'm going to thread the needle if you know what I'm talking about. No, but uh, we're going to talk about some areas that are within our mandate, some things that are important, some things that are controversial. And I'm going to give you the biblical mandate of what we should expect from our government because there are biblical guidelines what we should expect from a government. And and maybe they can't perfectly meet those expectations. At least I've never seen that. But we can at least know some standard and what the government should expect from us. And then I'm going to talk about some issues that are very much in line with teaching the Bible. So I'm just going to wave my Bible here. I don't expect politicians to wave their Bible. But I'm a preacher. I can wave my Bible. Are you with me? And so we're going to discuss, talk about abortion, for example. In fact, let's start with that before I get to the scriptures. There's approximately, give or take, it varies from year to year, 100,000 abortions annually, medically induced abortions in Canada. And uh, this is a topic that gets into political debates. Christians care about it. And it, in my opinion, says a lot. You may be surprised... About SOME OF THE SCIENTIFIC EVIDENCE I'LL TALK TO YOU ABOUT about IN A MOMENT AND WHAT I HAVE TO SAY ABOUT THIS. FRANKLY, IT'S DIFFERENT FROM WHAT MAYBE YOU WOULD EXPECT. BUT I WANT TO SAY, FIRST OF ALL, I REALIZE THAT WHEN I SPEAK TO ANY AUDIENCE, CERTAINLY HERE IN THE BUILDING, TELEVISION, SOCIAL MEDIA, THERE WILL BE PEOPLE, WOMEN WHO HAVE HAD AN ABORTION. THERE WILL BE MEN WHO WILL HAVE ENCOURAGED THEIR GIRLFRIEND OR THEIR WIFE TO HAVE AN ABORTION. AND I WANT TO SAY, WE BELIEVE IN THE GRACE OF GOD. SO WHATEVER WRONG PEOPLE HAVE DONE, BE IT LIES, GOSSIP, MURDER, STEALING, WE BELIEVE THAT THE BLOOD OF JESUS CHRIST WAS SHED FOR THE REMISSION OF SINS. WE we DON'T HIDE FROM THAT. AND WE ARE KNOWN as AS A CHURCH THAT REACHES OUT TO ALL PEOPLE AND EMBRACES ALL PEOPLE. But also we believe that God's grace, when it takes root in us, it teaches us to live godly. And so with God's grace, as Christ lives in us, then we begin to evaluate things differently. And and it should be that Christ in us makes us better people. Are you with me? Makes us new people and better people. And and, and so, uh, so, so but let me say, God's forgiveness, forgiveness and God's grace cover any wrongdoing. And we give jesus praise for that now when it comes to the issue of abortion there are two dominant thoughts there is pro-choice and there is pro-life now there are variants within those two but i'm not going to get into all of those pro-choice is the idea that a pregnancy is a matter for a woman and a woman alone. So some, some in that camp would say, I shouldn't even mention the word abortion here because I'm a man, obviously, so I shouldn't say anything about it. Uh, and that it is a woman's decision entirely. Now, Canada is staunchly pro-choice, and that is uh, an unopposed opinion politically, in my, uh, I would say, in our country. And then you have pro-life. Now, the pro-life position also respects the woman's body, but says that inside the woman, for those months of pregnancy, is another life that also needs to be respected, and that that's the way nature and God has set it up, and so that life should be respected. But as I, and, and there's biblical backing for that. For example, our Roman Catholic friends are probably the ones who have taken the strongest pro-life stand in our country. And, and, and members of the Roman Catholic Church have been very vocal and strong on this. But what we believe is that all humans are made in God's image. That, that's part of our belief from the Bible. Every human is wonderfully made in God's image. We know from the Psalms, it says that God knows us even in the womb. When we were formed in darkness, God knew us. And we take that very serious. And so that leads us to say that life, unborn or born, is sacred. And that's the the pro-life position. But that is not gaining much ground in our country. Now, I would say, I think Christians... AND NON-CHRISTIANS, CHURCHGOERS, AND NON-CHURCHGOERS, BY AND LARGE, NOT EVERYBODY, IS UNDER A HUGE MISCONCEPTION IN OUR COUNTRY. I BELIEVE CANADIANS ARE BASICALLY VERY GOOD PEOPLE AND I GET TO WHY I SAY THAT IN A MOMENT. I THINK THERE'S A HUGE MISCONCEPTION. I THINK MANY PEOPLE WOULD SAY TO ME, YOU KNOW, PETER, YOU KNOW, WHAT CAN WE DO ABOUT IT? The whole world is pro-choice. You know, all the countries that Canada associates with, whether Germany or Italy or France or Netherlands or Australia or the U.S. or Russia, whoever, they they all, the whole world is going pro-choice. So, of course, our nation is also going pro-choice. We can't stop that. That's where we are wrong. Canada, in its policy on abortion, is nothing like the U.K., or Germany or France or Australia or even the United States or Italy or the Netherlands no no, no. Canada those are the countries Germany France etc all the, they also consider themselves pro-choice countries but don't think that Canada is anything like those th- countries the, called the G7 the G20 nations that we associate with and in trade and different summits are held every year. You know, Canada is nothing on the issue of abortion like those countries. So which countries are like Canada? North Korea has the same stand on abortion as Canada. China and Cuba, those are countries that are in our baskets of nations. Many people, whether, whatever they, whether they call themselves pro-life or pro-choice, don't even know that. So what is the difference? Those other countries, from Germany to the UK, to Spain, to Italy, to Australia, they recognize that we need to protect the unborn in the third trimester. There needs to be some legal right for the unborn in the third trimester. You know, for, I'm sure many men here, maybe even women, you don't know how many weeks a pregnancy is. It's 40 weeks. Okay, I'm full of information today. Forty weeks and and scientific evidence that we have known at least since 2005. Studies show us that 90% of all babies that are born in the 25th week And after, in other words, at the very beginning or the end of the second trimester, beginning of the third trimester, 90% of babies born since that live. So we have actually learned scientifically that life is very viable after the 25th week. Some cases even quite a bit earlier than that. But I'm using very, you know, very safe scientific information. And so it's not that those countries <laughs> that I listed, those European countries or countries that we feel are like us democratically, etc., that they are somehow, you know, more Bible-believing, or that they are, in fact, in many ways, they are less. They are countries that have far less churches and less church attendance than we do in Canada. But they have recognized the scientific evidence. Okay, 40 years ago we didn't realize. That the human life was viable at 25 weeks, at 90% would live. We didn't realize that. So we had certain laws, but now that science has shown us something different, well, well, let's adjust. Let's recognize that there is a breathing person with a heart that beats. But in Canada, I don't know, we are such nice people, you know, Canadians are so nice. Sometimes we're too nice. Come on, look at your neighbor. We're just such nicey, nicey, nicey people. And and, and so so, so we we, we can't even have a conversation because this topic has become so infected that we can't even have a a conversation based on science. Some people will say, oh, Pastor Peter, you're trying to push your Bible beliefs? You're trying to make everybody believe? You're trying to shove your religion down people's throats in the country? No, I'm not. I'M TOO SMART FROM THAT. I RECOGNIZE CANADA IS A SECULAR COUNTRY. BUT WHAT WOULD BE NICE, WHAT WOULD BE NICE IN CANADA WOULD BE IF THERE WOULD BE SOME POLITICAL LEADER, I DON'T CARE WHICH PARTY, WHO WOULD SAY, "Eh, WAIT A MOMENT, CANADIANS. SCIENCE HAS SHOWN US MORE science has shown us that that little life can live and have a good life if they're born in 25 weeks they can have a good life and develop everything normally maybe we should (laughs) go back to the drawing board and 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 consider this again but i don't hear any such voice instead what i feel is there is a suffocation of political correctness so that the only time abortion comes up in a political debate and i don't mean just in the current election i mean for quite a while is when one politician taunts another one it's almost like a <laughs> schoolyard bullying come on tell us are you pro life why don't you want to say that you're pro life and and you have some shy politician finally say oh yeah i guess i'm personally pro life but you know uh, that won't affect anything how we can't even talk we can't even have a conversation we claim to be a country that follows science and scientific studies and things published in medical journals But it's so, in fact, and of course, then you have polls. And the polls say, oh, Canadians don't want to discuss it. And it's true. It depends how you ask the question in a poll. If you would say to Canadians, would you like to revisit the issue of abortion politically? The majority will say no. Because they don't even know. But here's a study. In In Vironics, they did a poll, very extensive poll. AND THEY SIMPLY SHARED A COUPLE OF THE FACTS THAT I HAVE SHARED ABOUT THE VIABILITY OF HUMAN LIFE. NOT, not QUOTING BIBLE VERSES, BUT JUST WHAT SCIENCE is. just and, AND AFTER THEY SHARED A COUPLE OF FACTS, 72% OF CANADIANS SAID, WE WANT SOME PROTECTION BEFORE BIRTH. SEE, I THINK CANADIANS ARE, no, are NOT A BRUTAL PEOPLE. WE'RE NOT A BAD PEOPLE. DON'T YOU LIKE, CANADIANS? Happy Thanksgiving, Canada. We're not a brutal people. We, we are a reasonable people. But if but if all we get is this suffocating political correctness that that oh you can't even mention that word. Oh, don't say that word. Because if you even mention abortion, you're some cranky, you're some cranky Bible fundamentalist. You know, somebody said on Facebook, you should crawl in a hole and die telling me that. You, you know, just just because of my sermon title. They didn't even know what I'm gonna say. So I, I'm not uh, under any illusion about what can be done and not be done. For example, uh, CBC reported this year from the M- May 31st, I think it was, the House of Commons just gave a standing ovation for abortion rights. And there were five parties, all but one stood and gave the standing ovation. Have there been some? Pretty gruesome what I'm going to share next. But this is a CBC report. Excuse me, the first report was from Global News. You can Google it afterwards, not right now. Everything Everything I say, you can Google it, by the way. It's all there. Facts are there. CBC reported in 2013 that three members of our parliament in Ottawa had called for an investigation of some abortions as homicides and they had written about this to the RCMP. And these three MPs said, as reported by CBC, that these abortions were possible murders that required a thorough police investigation. And they based that on Statistics Canada. They wrote, from 2000 to 2009 in Canada, there were 491 abortions of 20 weeks gestation and greater that resulted in live births. Which means that the aborted child died after it was born. And Canadian law says that once the child has left the womb, it has legal rights. So these three MPs raised the question that since they already had left the womb, but it doesn't matter according to Canadian law whether the umbilical cord is cut or not, uh, they were still breathing, sucking, waving, moving, which would have been the greatest murder investigation in Canadian history. Of course, nothing came of it. It was three MPs. Mr. Velicott from Saskatoon, Mr. Benoit from Vegreville, and Mr. Lizon of Mississauga right here in Ontario who uh, who filed that of course, we 're so nice I mean even you know I can even feel US standing up here talking. I mean why Peter, should you on Thanksgiving Sunday talk about something controversial i mean it 's so easy it 's so easy to just kind of feel well you know somebody's going to be hurt and oh i don 't want to say anything i mean it 's kind of like I, I just want to put my head down, I just want to put my head down and, and you know. You know, I'm not looking for trouble. I'm not looking to provoke even. Though I'm smart enough to know that I do provoke. But I'm not really looking for provocation. I'm just looking to share some obvious things. I'm saying, let's, and I'm going to come to what is the answer to this. Because number one, what we can say is this. The ability of government and politics is limited. Believers, listen to me. SOMETIMES WE GET THIS EUPHORIA, OH, IF ONLY THIS PERSON WOULD BE ELECTED. OH, IF THIS PERSON, YOU KNOW, POLITICIANS CAN ONLY DO SO MUCH. SO WHAT SHOULD WE DO? WE LOOK FOR THE BEST POSSIBLE ALTERNATIVE. YOU'RE NEVER GOING TO FIND ANYTHING PERFECT. IF YOU'RE LOOKING FOR RIGHTEOUSNESS, LOOK TO JESUS CHRIST. HE IS OUR RIGHTEOUSNESS. IF YOU'RE LOOKING TO to GOOD MORALS, AS I'VE SAID MANY TIMES, GOOD MORALS DON'T COME FROM PREACHING MORALITY OR EVEN FROM PARLIAMENTS. GOOD MORALS COME FROM INDIVIDUALS ALLOWING CHRIST To live big inside of you. And his love filling your heart. So I'm saying, let's tone down our expectations. And so how did this come about? The closest thing when it comes to abortion. And I think a pivotal moment in our history was this. Very important. There were other Supreme Court hearings and different things. But in 1988, our government introduced a law in Parliament. And that gave easy access to abortion in the first and second trimester, but gave the unborn child legal rights in the third trimester. And it was put to a vote. And had Canada voted for that, we would have been like those other countries. But something tragic happened. And it's really us evangelicals and Christians that are to blame ourselves. At that time, there were many people in our parliament that have deep Christian values. And they voted no because they felt the law wasn't good enough. It didn't restrict abortions enough. And they joined with all those who wanted total free, no abortion law at all. And they together, these two opposing groups together, made up a majority. And that law was, they failed. I understand. I, I, I'm not creative. People want to vote their conviction and, and they say, unless, unless there's a law that totally agrees with what I believe the Bible says, and unless it totally stands for, for righteousness, I'm not going to cast my vote. I understand that. But I want to alert everybody today when it comes to government and the Apostle Paul's view on government or our view of government, it is very limited. You'll never find something perfect. Audubon Bismarck said that politics is the art of the possible. Uh, well, I like to say the gospel is the art of the impossible. And uh, the politics is the art of compromise. Uh, get to some points. Now, are you, are you enjoying yourself? <laughs> I have no idea what they're saying on Facebook. But, anyhow, I can imagine. I can imagine. It's fun, isn't it? How many are glad to be alive? Isn't it fun? And, and, and I want to say again, whatever. And I speak to people who have had abortion, I know people who have had abortion. And I know men who have encouraged, almost forced their women to have abortions. God forgives, but this grace of God causes us to want to live righteous. Now, what should we expect from the government? Number one, to resist evil and promote good. How about that? Romans chapter 13. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there's no authority except that which God has established. Whoever rebels against the authorities, rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring forth judgment on themselves. For rulers hold uh, hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do what's right, and you'll be commended. If you do wrong, be afraid. For rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. NOW, OF COURSE, THIS SCRIPTURE VERSE COULD BE TAKEN BY SOME REAL EVIL DICTATOR AND SAY, WELL, GOD RAISED ME UP, DO WHATEVER I SAY, AND SOME HAVE ATTEMPTED THAT, BUT WE ALSO MUST LET SCRIPTURE EXPLAIN SCRIPTURE. WHO WROTE THIS? THE APOSTLE PAUL DID. AND HE IS THE NUMBER ONE JAILBIRD IN THE NEW TESTAMENT. SO HE'S THE ONE WHO ROSE UP AGAINST AUTHORITY HIMSELF. I WAS ONE TIME WITH THE CHIEF OF POLICE THAT HAD BEEN a certain city, they were taking me to court for having some evangelization going on in a public park, and they lost they had lawyers and i didn 't have lawyers but uh, they lost and then then AND THE CHIEF OF POLICE INVITED ME FOR A MEAL AT THE OFFICE. I THINK HE WANTED TO PACIFY THINGS AND HE WAS TRYING TO GET SPIRITUAL ON ME AND HE SAID, WELL, DOESN'T THE GOOD BOOK SAYS, YOU KNOW, LET'S HAVE PEACE WITH ALL PEOPLE? I SAID, YES, IT SURE DOES. AND I SAID, THE ONE WHO SAID THAT WAS THE BIGGEST JAILBIRD OF THEM ALL. SO we, IT'S ALWAYS GOOD TO HAVE THE SCRIPTURE EXPLAIN SCRIPTURE. ARE YOU WITH ME NOW? AND, and so, 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 WHAT IT'S TALKING ABOUT HERE IS NOT ANY AND EVERY INDIVIDUAL THAT IS PUT IN POWER BECAUSE THEN SUDDENLY HITLER AND Mussolini AND STALIN AND ALL OF THEM WOULD HAVE SUDDENLY SAID, WELL, I HAVE A DIVINE MANDATE, BUT IT SPEAKS ABOUT THE STRUCTURE, THAT THERE IS AN AUTHORITY STRUCTURE, THAT SOCIETY IS STRUCTURED, AND THERE ARE AUTHORITY POSITIONS BECAUSE THE OPPOSITE WOULD BE ANARCHY, LAWLESSNESS. SO WE RESPECT THAT. AND THEN WE ARE TO LOOK FOR THOSE WHO TAKE THOSE OFFICES OF AUTHORITY TO PROMOTE GOOD. AND RESIST EVIL. BUT TO DEAL WITH THAT, WE KIND OF GOT TO FIGURE OUT WHAT'S EVIL. WELL, I WOULD SUGGEST SOME THINGS. OPPRESSION OF THE POOR AND THOSE LEAST ABLE TO DEFEND THEMSELVES, INCLUDING THOSE IN THE WOMB, YOU KNOW, TO OPPRESS THOSE, THAT'S EVIL. TERRORISM, CRIME, I MEAN, HERE IN TORONTO, WE ARE SO MUCH FACED WITH THE INCREASE OF CRIME AND MORE MURDERS THAN I, I DON'T KNOW WHAT THE STATISTICS ARE, BUT IT SEEMS LIKE IT'S GOING UP AND UP AND UP. AND SO THAT WOULD BE EVIL. RACISM, CORRUPTION, GIVING MONEY UNDER THE TABLE OR JUST ARRANGING THINGS FOR YOUR OWN FAMILY IF YOU'RE IN A POSITION OF AUTHORITY. WHAT'S GOOD? WELL, WHEN POLICE DO GOOD, THEY'RE GOOD, RIGHT? When a justice system does good, it's good. Helping the poor. Sometimes I think maybe it would be good if our government even more enabled churches to help the poor. Because I think sometimes a church working in a smaller setting can do bigger than a mega government institution. But we are for that. We want to help the poor. That's a good thing. Education, of good things, that's, that's good. So, so that's number one. Resist evil uh, and promote good. We could talk a long time about that. THEN IT SAYS, NUMBER TWO, AND YOU'RE NOT GOING TO LIKE THIS. COME ON, BRACE YOURSELF. ARE YOU ALL BRACED? THIS IS THE PURPOSE OF THE GOVERNMENT, NUMBER TWO, TO COLLECT TAXES FOR GOOD PURPOSES. OH, I KNOW THERE WAS GOING TO BE a, NO HALLELUJAS WHEN I SAID THIS. ROMANS 13:16, CONTINUING BECAUSE OF THIS. IN OTHER WORDS, BECAUSE THE GOVERNMENT IS uh, RESISTING EVIL AND PROMOTING GOOD, YOU PAY TAXES FOR THEY ARE GOD'S MINISTERS ATTENDING CONTINUALLY to this very thing. I just love that verse. It says that the government are God's ministers attending continually to collecting taxes. I don't even want to say amen, but it certainly seems that that scripture is right. Are you you with me? But what we are to be careful about are they collecting taxes for good purposes. So according to what we see here, it's not that government can just collect taxes for whatever they feel like. Do you know the statistics in Canada the average Canadian household I'm talking about two incomes in 2019 according to the Fraser Institute is $88,000 and what shocked me how much of that goes in taxes I'm talking about municipal taxes regional taxes you buy gas part of your bus ticket is to go for fuel and it goes to taxes what will be the total percentage 44% for an average family. That's a lot of your money. So we maybe should pay attention to it. In fact, only 37% goes to housing, food, and clothing. 44% to taxes. Imagine that. We should pay attention to this. So, for example, that's what I'm saying. Look around, be educated. Do you like it if our government, for example, if that would ever happen that our government gave support to organizations that support terrorism? Would that be a good thing? Well, THEN MAYBE FIND OUT IF ANYBODY DOES THAT WHO DOESN'T DO THAT WHAT ABOUT IF WHAT PERCENTAGE OF INTERNATIONAL AID GOES TO PROMOTE CANADIAN STYLE ABORTION IN OTHER COUNTRIES SOUNDS SO BEAUTIFUL WITH BIG NUMBERS FOR INTERNATIONAL AID BUT HOW MUCH OF IT GOES TO THAT Well, I DON'T KNOW FIND OUT THERE'S SOMETHING CALLED INTERNET and if you don't know what the website is, Google it. Not now. Stop your Googling right now. Uh, stop that. Stop that. Stop. Google it and read what it says. You say, well, I just, and you know, I, I know we all want economic benefits. So one party says, well, if you vote for us, you'll have a tax cut of a thousand. Another one says, well, you'll have twelve hundred with us. And, and another one says this. And I understand we all want put as much, give me as much as I can. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give My name is Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. I understand all that. But but as Christians, can I suggest we should look a little bit more long term? <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you. So enough about the taxes. I'm coming back to that later on. Uh, so what is the third thing we can expect from the government to promote a peaceable and godly life? First Timothy two one to two says. I exhort first of all, the supplications, prayer, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all people, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. How many want to live in peace? It means you want to have your basic freedom, freedom of the press, freedom of speech, freedom to buy something, freedom to move around, freedom of conscience. What about conscience? For example whether it's a nurse or a doctor or any health practitioner, let's say there's such a person who is pro-life, should they be allowed to hold their job? Well, find out. Are there political parties that support that a nurse who feels it violates her conviction to work and perform abortions? Should she still be allowed to work and do other things, or should we just fire her? Good thing to ask. That would help me determine who should I vote for, because I'm not endorsing any party. What do I know? <laughs> I'm just saying we, we should look at that. You almost clapped for me there. Go ahead if you want to. <laughs> and so I, 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 this is anecdotal, and, and anecdotes, of course, there's always two sides to every story. You know, we were on tour across Canada. We were as far west as Vancouver. We're going to end up in Halifax on this tour. And, AND, YOU KNOW, AT THE END OF THE MEETING WHEN I HAVE A in our TOUR, I SIGN BOOKS. I JUST SIT AT THE TABLE AND I SIGN MY BOOK, THE FAITH THAT WORKS, AND PEOPLE ARE LINING UP. AND I SAY TO THEM, IF YOU WANT ME TO PRAY FOR YOU, I'LL PRAY AND SIGN THE BOOK AT THE SAME TIME. AND THEY JUST, we just, it, just IT WAS JUST A LONG lineup. SO IN ONE OF THOSE CITIES, JUST this, THIS YEAR, A LADY COMES TO ME. SHE LOOKS LIKE A VERY NORMAL, NICE LADY. AND SHE BEGINS TO SPEAK IN A SUPER hushed TONE. SHE SAYS, uh, PRAY FOR MY DAUGHTER. Yeah, what's, what's wrong? She said, uh, I can't talk to my daughter. She has become strange. She said, how old is your daughter? She said, 15. I said, this has happened. She said, my daughter suddenly doesn't know what gender she is. I said, well, you know, people have different convictions. I, I respect people. I'm not against anybody. So I said, well, have you talked to your daughter about it? Oh, she says, I can't. I said, well, I said, you're the mother. She's 15. Of course, you can talk to your daughter. She's not sure whether she's a daughter or son. She, she, she's, she's, well, she said, because, I said, when did this start? She said, she just started now. It started a few months ago. I said, well, why can't you talk? about it? She said, I'm afraid she'd tell the teachers, and maybe they'd take her away from me. Now, I don't know whether that woman was exaggerating, but I'll tell you something. I never heard those kind of prayer requests five years ago or ten years ago. So the question is, obviously, that mother doesn't have a lot of peace. SHE'S FEELING TROUBLED. SO, I'M NOT SUGGESTING PARENTAL FREEDOM UNLIMITED, OF COURSE. PARENTS ABUSE CHILDREN AND and THAT SHOULD BE STOPPED AND WE'RE GRATEFUL THAT THE GOVERNMENT steps IN. I'M NOT not SUGGESTING THAT, BUT I'M SAYING, WHERE DO WE DRAW THE LINE? IT'D BE GOOD TO FIND OUT THAT THERE'S MORE AT STAKE THAN $100 AT THE END OF THE YEAR MORE OR LESS IN YOUR BANK ACCOUNT. THERE'S MORE AT STAKE THAN THAT. (laughs) PEOPLE ARE AFRAID TO TALK. PEOPLE ARE AFRAID TO SAY ANYTHING. YOU KNOW, we, THAT'S THE CANADIAN. WE'RE SO, WE'RE SO, WE'RE NOT LIKE THE EXCITED STATES. AT LEAST THEY ARE DEMONSTRATING. HAVE YOU SEEN THEY DEMONSTRATE EVERYTHING. IT'S LIKE THEY'RE AT HIS, at his THROAT. We, we, WE'RE SO NICE. WE WALK AROUND MAYBE WITH A FIST IN OUR POCKET. SMILE. BUT IN OUR POCKET WE HAVE THE FIST TIGHT, YOU KNOW. COME ON. DON'T, LET GO OF THE FIST. LET'S JUST TALK. WHAT, what ELSE DO WE? WHAT IS THE GOVERNMENT? CAN WE EXPECT FROM THE GOVERNMENT? WE CAN EXPECT THEM TO GIVE FREEDOM FOR THE GOSPEL. THE REASON WE WERE TO PRAY, IT SAID IS, FOR THIS IS GOOD, READING IN VERSE THREE NOW, THIS IS GOOD AND ACCEPTABLE IN THE SIGHT OF GOD, OUR SAVIOR, WHO DESIRES ALL MEN TO BE SAVED AND COME TO the KNOWLEDGE OF THE TRUTH. THERE'S ONE GOD AND ONE MEDIATOR BETWEEN GOD AND men, THE MAN, CHRIST JESUS, WHO GAVE HIMSELF A RANSOM FOR ALL. SO WE WANT, that WE'RE NOT EXPECTING THE GOVERNMENT, or any political party to preach the gospel or to make canada righteous oh that's too big a to task for any politician there's only one righteousness worth having and that is the righteousness of jesus christ which is a free gift so we're not thinking that but it says here we the reason we pray and i'll get to prayer in a moment the reason we are to pray for authority figures whether it's in business or religion or, or whatever in politics IS SO THAT THEY WILL MAKE DECISIONS THAT MAKE IT EASY TO PRESENT THE GOSPEL. BECAUSE AS PAUL SAID, THERE'S there's ONE GOD AND ONE MEDIATOR BETWEEN GOD AND MAN, CHRIST JESUS. WE WANT THAT MESSAGE TO GO OUT. AND and HERE COMES ANOTHER FREEDOM, Then FREEDOM OF SPEECH. I THINK IT'S VERY INTERESTING THAT THE ONE EVANGELICAL ORGANIZATION THAT HAS REALLY SENT AN ALERT ABOUT THAT FREEDOM OF SPEECH IS IN DANGER IS THE BILLY GRAHAM ASSOCIATION. AND I APPRECIATE THAT. THERE WAS AN ARTICLE JUST RECENTLY IN in THE BILLY GRAHAM ASSOCIATION, IN EUROPE AND CANADA, HATE SPEECH LAWS THREATEN GOSPEL PROCLAMATION. HATE SPEECH. YOU you KNOW, ALMOST EVERYTHING CAN BECOME HATE SPEECH. RIGHT? CAN I TELL YOU SOMETHING RIGHT NOW? I LOVE FACEBOOK. I LOVE FACEBOOK. I MEAN, I LOVE FACEBOOK, BUT I GOT TO SAY SOMETHING TO YOU. DO YOU KNOW THAT FOR THIS LITTLE SIMPLE MESSAGE THAT I'M PREACHING HERE, CANADA DECIDES Christianity and the government, the church put that on its website, and our lead pastor, in his infinite wisdom, Pastor Nathan Thurber, had put controversy alert. Do you know that that ad was banned? I mean, that's it was banned, removed. Same as the Billy Graham Association had an ad banned. They banned that. So we put it on Peter Younger's official page. And we misspelled the word controversy. Normally, I would be really upset and call the office right away. My staff know that. I said, "How? How? Why do you misspell a word?" But I had a thought of wisdom. I said, "Well, they banned their ad, and our ad says the same thing. We just misspelled controversy." So I actually have people write, "Don't you know how to spell controversy?" "Oh, I know, I know." But just maybe it missed the censors. Maybe you have certain code words. I figured that if a code word COMES, that they'll ban that. So I said, "Well, let's let's just." You know, put a little X and Y and Z in here and there. And, and who knows? Don't look at me like that right now. But I love Facebook. Please follow me on Facebook. Please follow me on Facebook. I have a lot of good things. And even right now, we have lots of good things this week. Are you with me? Yeah. But, but on a very serious note, there is this tendency. We're so scared. Oh, everything. If somebody disagrees, it's hate speech. You know, I just put a verse up here. Put John 17, 3. This verse. This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That's kind of a standard gospel of John verse. You know, somebody could easily turn that into hate speech and say, the only true God. This is eternal life. How do you know? I feel, I feel trampled upon that you say eternal life is in Jesus. Oh, that violates me. You could easily turn any scripture verse into hate speech. And this is a real danger and I'm not By far the only one that talks about that. Sometimes I think we become a generation of whiners. You you know, freedom of speech, I think I put it there, is for the person I don't agree with. Freedom of speech is for the person I don't agree with. Obviously, I don't agree with the people who posted on social media that they wish me dead. I don't agree with them. But I agree that if they want to post that, let them do it. And I say, oh, I feel so hurt. I actually feel a little bit energized by it. Oh, somebody cares enough that they want to kill me. That's, uh, whoa, that's, that's something, you know. I mean, it could be nothing, nothing worse than you don't even engage people emotionally. That would be terrible. And, and, and so, but we've got this, everybody feels so hurt. I'm so hurt. I feel so offended. You know, if I was going to be like that, and I think most born again Christians, if we're going to act like that, we are offended nonstop. I can't turn on hardly any news channel without somebody offending me, and the newspaper comes in. I haven't even subscribed to this weekly thing, and there's some article that offends me. You know what? I, I, I don't need to be approved in every newspaper. I don't need everybody to agree with me. I don't need politicians to come to our church and say, you are so good here, Toronto celebration. We don't need that because we have our dignity in Jesus Christ. We have our dignity in who we are in Christ. And I, I know the world is going to this. Oh, they feel so trampled. Oh, I'm so hurt. I'm so, oh, oh, I'm traumatized. Suck it up, buttercup. Come on. Come on. Get over it. Get a life. Get a life. That's what you People... So so don't be so nervous that I said a few facts. You can Google the facts that I said about abortion. Don't be so nervous. I don't know, should we? Uh, I just don't know. Well, at least I know. So you'll figure it out. So I would say, what do we expect from the government? We expect policies that create freedom for the gospel. Freedom for others too. AND WE'RE NOT THE ONLY ONES WHO BELIEVE IN SANCTITY OF LIFE. I KNOW FOR SURE OUR HINDU FRIENDS DO. (laughs) WE'RE NOT not AGAINST. WE DON'T THINK WE WANT TO HAVE MONOPOLY. BUT WE DO WANT FREEDOM FOR THE GOSPEL. SO QUICKLY NOW, WHAT DO WE OWE THE GOVERNMENT? THE REASON I SPENT SO MUCH ON THE FIRST PART IS BECAUSE WE DON'T KNOW SO MUCH ABOUT THAT. Well, BUT THE SECOND ONE WE SEEM TO BE BETTER AT. WE OWE THE GOVERNMENT PRAYER. I READ THAT PRAY FOR THOSE WHO ARE IN AUTHORITY. And I've explained to you I've had the privilege, you can see some of them back here in the library, pictures of different presidents and prime ministers that I have prayed with and shared the gospel with. And I always tell them straight to their face. I said, I, and, and they asked me to pray, and I said, yes, I, I'm happy to pray for you. But I said, it's not because you are more important than the other people in your country. Some of those people Christians, oh, it's the president. Oh, Prime Minister, oh. They get get all, you know, they, they lose their senses. No, they're just another person. But I say, I pray for you, for your family. But the reason our holy scriptures say to pray for you is because you are in a place where you can make decisions that affect the degree to which the gospel is free to be proclaimed in your country. So I say to them. I say, I'm gonna pray for you, and if you have any prayer requests, and often they do, I pray for their family, I pray for whatever needs they have. But I say when I pray for you as the president or as the prime minister, I'm particularly praying that you will have wisdom. Because there are many people, some of them totally unknown, that want freedom to express their faith in Christ. Maybe others have other faiths, let them be free also. Because I believe if a thousand flowers are free to bloom, OURS WILL BLOOM THE BRIGHTEST. (laughs) COME ON NOW. (laughs) AND and, and SO, FIGURE THAT OUT. PRAY. PRAY FOR THAT. BECAUSE CHRIST IS THE ANSWER. AND SO THAT'S IMPORTANT. WE we KNOW A LOT ABOUT THAT, TEACH A LOT ABOUT THAT. LET ME GO ON TO THE SECOND THING WE OWE THE GOVERNMENT. PARTICIPATION. EXERCISE RIGHTS AND RESPONSIBILITIES. WE ARE CITIZENS OF HEAVEN AND OF CANADA. (laughs) i love this story in acts 22 i've just summarized it here paul said to the centurion who was about to beat him up is it lawful for you to scourge a man who is a roman and uncondemned when the centurion heard that he told the commander take care what you do for this man is a roman then the commander said to him are you a roman he said yeah the commander said with a large sum i obtained citizenship and paul said i was born a citizen what is paul doing he's saying wait a moment i got rights i'm a roman DON'T MESS WITH ME." he SAID, WELL, SHOULDN'T PAUL HAVE just STOOD THERE JUST BEAT ME, BEAT ME AGAIN, HIT ME AGAIN. I WANT TO BE A NICE, I WANT TO BE A nicey-nicey CHRISTIAN. I HAVE NO OPINIONS ABOUT ANYTHING. JUST HIT ME AGAIN, PLEASE. NO, HE SAYS, WATCH IT. WATCH YOURSELF. BEFORE YOU LAY HANDS ON ME, DO YOU KNOW I'M A ROMAN? I HAVE RIGHTS. He says, <laughs> LIKE, ARE YOU A ROMAN? SO WHAT DOES PAUL KNOW? HE KNEW HOW TO EXERCISE HIS RIGHTS. I have, I HAVE PLAYED THIS CARD PROBABLY A HUNDRED TIMES. I REMEMBER in ONE PARTICULAR CITY, I WON'T SAY WHAT COUNTRY, BUT THEY WERE TRYING TO STOP MY FESTIVAL. BUT I KNEW THAT OFFICIALLY IN THE CONSTITUTION THEY HAVE FREEDOM OF, of, of RELIGION. SO I PLAYED THAT CARD NIGHT AFTER NIGHT. When the police came to the door knocking, I said to my coworker, "Tell them I am praying. The man of God is praying." And I knew they had respect for religion, that they wanted to stop me. So as soon as I heard a knock, I fell on my knees, so I could really say, "I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying." And my associate went to the door. "Who is praying?" He said, "We'll be back later." And then I got up and do my things. Then they knock again. I fell on my knees just in case it was the police. I said, he's praying right now. Oh, God, this guy's praying all the time, you know? You you just gotta, that's what Paul is doing here. I know I have certain rights, and and, you know, I'm in the middle of exercising my religion, so you can't interrupt me. Not even when police can talk to me. And then I smuggled myself out through the kitchen door to get in the car, to get to the stadium to preach, and they were still waiting in the front, but that's another story. Are you with me (laughs) Know your rights. Know the party platforms. Go to vote. Cast your vote. Cast your vote. Freedoms, freedoms never exercised will be eventually taken away. Number three, I shall be brief. What we owe the government, pay your taxes. But deduct all your charitable giving and do more of it. AND ANYTHING ELSE THAT'S LEGAL TO CUT YOUR TAXES SO YOU CAN GET MORE TO THE GOSPEL. DO EVERYTHING LEGAL, NOTHING ILLEGAL. BUT HAVING DONE ALL THAT, PAY YOUR TAXES. NUMBER FOUR, I'M COMING TO THE END. ARE YOU ENJOYING YOURSELF? HOW ARE WE DOING ON FACEBOOK UP THERE? ARE THEY STILL WANTING TO KILL ME OVER THERE? I SAID, ALL RIGHT. I CAN'T TELL. IT'S KIND OF DARK IN THE BACK OF THE AUDITORIUM WHETHER THEY ARE GOING LIKE THIS OR THIS. I'M NOT SURE. I FIND OUT AFTERWARDS. We owe the government realistic expectations. Some people say, oh, Canada is a Christian country. And I understand people say, that. I'm not, you know, I don't say that. But there was a time I was thinking back, do you know that the province of Alberta had a premier? His name was William Eberhardt. They call him Bible Bill. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, your grandparents, Bible Bill was the premier. And he had a Bible broadcast. Then the longest serving premier in Alberta history was Ernest Manning. He, he was a premier for 25 years while he simultaneously ran a broadcast called Canada's National Bible Hour. <laughs> I don't think that would work today. I mean, I mean, people say, well, I remember when. You know what? I understand that. And I also know history, but we're living now. We're living today. Thank God we are alive today. And our gospel is strong enough. Whether our country is secular or adheres to a religion, our gospel is strong enough. So don't lose confidence. I'm not looking for any country to be declared this religion or that religion. I say the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes it. The prophet Zechariah described a spiritual awakening in Israel. And he said there will be four components. Number one would be that there would be a spirit of prayer. And we're having a prayer meeting this afternoon. Actually, it's 1 o'clock. And number two, there would be a public discovery of the source of forgiveness of sin. And number three, in that spiritual awakening that Zechariah prophesied, every family in the nation would be affected. That's what I want for Canada. I want every family affected. Our message is not for a little select group. It's universal. And in Zechariah's prophecy, the negative influences begin to lose their grip. Don't curse the darkness. Turn on the light. Turn on the light. Final verse. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all people, thank God for that, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. That's what our hope is. The grace of God has come. Yes, vote for the party and for the platforms that you feel in your heart aligned with your convictions. And I believe that your convictions are influenced by Christ and the Bible. And do vote. But ultimately, the answer is, God's unmerited grace, favor, unearned, has come to all people. And once that takes grip, that grace teaches us. I'm not condemning the one who had an abortion, but I think, especially if we as a church are like we are. Mainly, we are not condemning. We're not putting people down. There was a time when the Christian church put people down. And of course, there's, I, I suppose, you know, you can't hide a pregnancy. So there are some women who suffered greatly because of the condemnation of churches. We are not of that kind. Can I hear an amen? amen. But having said that, I would say, you know, when you get yourself in trouble, pray, bring it to Jesus. Say, Jesus, you speak to me. Speak to me. TOUCH MY HEART. and GOD IS NOT GOING TO PUT YOU IN A PLACE WHERE YOU'RE GOING TO BE EMBARRASSED AND DESTROYED FOR THE REST OF YOUR LIFE, BUT HIS GRACE WILL WORK IN YOU. AND THAT'S WHAT MY TRUST IS IN. AND I'M GOING TO VOTE, AND WHATEVER PARTY WINS, JESUS IS STILL LORD THE NEXT DAY, BUT I HAVE MY PREFERENCES. YOU SAY, WHAT ARE THEY? CANADA REVENUE AGENCY DOES NOT PERMIT ME TO ENDORSE ANYBODY, AND I AM HAPPY ABOUT IT. Have you noticed something? Can you give me a little applause? Once I tell you this, I hope it. No, no, not yet. I hope it doesn't sound braggadocious. Do you realize I have preached for almost an hour about the government in Canada, and I have not mentioned one politician by name. I have not mentioned one political party. I have not said anything about any party or any politician now in service. Isn't that amazing? Come on, you give me. A, come on. Did I do all right THERE? I didn't say anything, and yet maybe to you I said a lot. Let's stand together right now. Thank you, everybody, on Facebook. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a report here now. Wow, well, we have 1.5,000 people with us on Facebook. <laughs> They're coming from Ontario all the way to, I did not even know, I had friends in Utrecht, Netherlands. Maybe it's your relatives, Joanna, I don't know. EVEN COMING FROM, I THINK IT MUST BE DEAN MORRIS IS WATCHING US FROM INDONESIA. I DON'T, I don't KNOW WHO ELSE IT WAS. SWEDEN, GERMANY. GERMANY, I MENTIONED GERMANY QUITE A BIT, NAIROBI. Uh, Sindh, PAKISTAN. OF COURSE, ONTARIO IS NUMBER ONE AND ALL OVER CANADA. So, uh, SO THAT'S GOOD. I'M GLAD YOU WATCHED. HOPE I DIDN'T DISAPPOINT YOU TOO MUCH. <laughs> OR oh, IF I DID, OKAY. Uh, CAN WE PRAY FOR JUST A MOMENT? GOD'S GRACE. HAS COME TO ALL PEOPLE. THAT'S OUR HOPE. THAT'S OUR CONFIDENCE. LET'S LIFT OUR HANDS RIGHT NOW. FATHER, I THANK YOU FOR YOUR GREAT LOVE FOR THE WHOLE WIDE WORLD. AND I THANK YOU FOR YOUR LOVE FOR CANADA. AND, LORD, WE KNOW THAT WE MUST TAKE THESE MATTERS SERIOUSLY AND WE DO OUR BEST TO FIND THE BEST POSSIBLE SOLUTION EVEN IF IT'S NOT PERFECT. BUT, LORD, WHEN I LOOK AT OUR COUNTRY, MY HOPE IS IN YOUR GRACE. Your grace is sufficient for Canada. So I pray for every person who feel that they have missed it, they blew it. I thank you for God's grace covering that person and giving them a brand new beginning. I pray for that person. WHO IS WORRIED ABOUT THEIR FAMILY, WHO IS CONCERNED ABOUT THE LOVED ONE, THEY FEEL THAT PERSON IS GOING IN THE WRONG DIRECTION, I THANK YOU FOR THE GRACE OF GOD THAT REACHES TO THAT FAMILY MEMBER. I THANK YOU FOR THE GRACE OF GOD THAT BRINGS SALVATION, THAT BRINGS HEALING, THAT BRINGS FREEDOM. I THANK YOU FOR THE GRACE OF GOD THAT COVERS A MULTITUDE OF SINS. I THANK YOU FOR YOUR GRACE, FATHER. I GIVE YOU PRAISE AND I PRAY THAT YOU WILL GIVE US MORE UTTERANCE, MORE OPPORTUNITY TO SHARE THIS BEAUTIFUL MESSAGE AROUND THE WORLD AND IN OUR COUNTRY. WOULD YOU BOW YOUR HEAD WITH ME RIGHT NOW? I REMEMBER WHEN GOD'S GRACE CAME TO ME. AND I SAW IT, HOW MUCH GOD LOVED ME IN SPITE OF MYSELF AND then I'VE SEEN IT STRONGER AND STRONGER BECAUSE I'VE NEEDED I need God's grace every day, and so do you. But maybe you would say, Peter, I understand where you're coming from. And maybe you say, I've even blown it a little bit in some areas of my life. Maybe you had an anger outburst. Maybe you got, I don't know what you did. You say, I blew it. You know something? God is for you. And I want to give you an opportunity to receive the gift of forgiveness of sin. And we're going to pray, and then we're going to go home. BUT IF YOU SAY, PETER, I WANT TO BE INCLUDED IN THIS PRAYER TO RECEIVE THE GIFT OF FORGIVENESS OF SIN RIGHT NOW, WOULD YOU LIFT YOUR HAND WAY UP HIGH IF YOU WANT TO BE INCLUDED AND WE'LL PRAY FOR YOU. WHATEVER has happened IN YOUR LIFE. THERE ARE PEOPLE ON FACEBOOK RESPONDING. THERE ARE PEOPLE HERE. I SEE YOUR HAND. I SEE YOUR HAND. ANYBODY ELSE? LIFT IT UP. GOD BLESS YOU. GOD BLESS YOU. CAN WE ALL OVER HERE? YES, I SEE YOU. LET'S PRAY ALL OF US TOGETHER. WOULD YOU SAY HEAVENLY FATHER Father." OR LET'S PRAY STRONG CHURCH. HEAVENLY FATHER. THANK YOU FOR LOVING ME, THAT JESUS DIED FOR MY SINS, AND I BELIEVE IN MY HEART THAT GOD RAISED UP JESUS FROM THE DEAD, AND I CONFESS WITH MY MOUTH, JESUS IS LORD. THANK YOU, LORD, THAT YOU HAVE ACCEPTED ME, THAT I AM YOUR BELOVED, AND THAT MY SINS ARE FORGIVEN. IN JESUS' NAME, name. AMEN. Amen. GIVE THE LORD A BIG PRAISE RIGHT NOW. (laughs) I WANT TO SAY TO EVERY ONE OF YOU WHO LIFTED YOUR HANDS, THERE WERE SEVERAL I SAW, SEVERAL OVER HERE. over here. PLEASE GO TO THE WELCOME TABLE OVER THERE AND THEY WILL GIVE YOU A LITTLE BOOKLET THAT WILL HELP YOU. I LOVE FOR YOU TO MAKE THIS YOUR SPIRITUAL FAMILY AND NORMALLY IT'S NOT A MESSAGE OF THIS NATURE. WE TALK ALL KINDS OF GOOD THINGS THAT WILL HELP YOU IN YOUR LIFE. And uh, next Sunday is going to be Pastor Nathan, I believe. And then it's, I don't we, we kind of mix it up, we go back and forth. But it's going to be good, and you're going to feel really uplifted. If you receive Christ, you've been watching on Facebook, just send a message, and we'll send you the material that we're giving out here. How many have had a good time today? Oh, come on. Come on up here, Jermaine. Come on up here, singers. Come on up here, sing a song of victory. Did this help anybody? I always want to know if it helped anybody. Did I make you think about it, that the Bible has something to say? ABOUT RESISTING EVIL AND PROMOTING GOOD AND ALL THAT. WE SHOULD EXPECT THAT FROM OUR GOVERNMENT. SO FIND OUT. WHAT'S A GOOD SONG, Jermaine. AFTER THIS? I CAN'T THINK OF ANYTHING APPROPRIATE. CAN YOU? Oh, that's a good one. He, he pulls out a safe one here that's good for Thanksgiving. I couldn't think of one appropriate song, Jermaine, and he is going to say, Forever God is Faithful. All right, I think that'll, that part, part will work after any sermon, wouldn't it? You have a few standards. All right, let's rejoice and let's sing it. Pastor Nathan is going through the door. Remember prayer at 1 o'clock. Uh, God bless you. Youth service also at 1 o'clock. Let's go ahead. <music>